Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Well, go, Everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. My name is Matt. I'm Dory. We uh, have had an excellent adventure. It has been a long time. And now it's coming to an end. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, that's my thing. <laughs> um, but here we are. We're still doing the podcast, and we're going to keep doing the podcast until, quite frankly, no one knows. <laughs> there you go. Until one day we wake up and say, meh, don't feel like doing the podcast anymore. Hopefully everything goes okay, Not and that wood. kid uh, grows up enough to talk, and he can do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> business up top please leave your apple podcast reviews it helps facebook group you guys should be familiar with this if you're not it's a great resource you know there's like all things 4500 people in it now well now i do uh that's just it guys there's 4500 people out there who are going through very similar situations so if we're not around to answer your question that is a great place to go you can get there by going to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash excellent adventure true story okay <laughs> I looked out the corner of my eye and was expecting her to say something, 
And she did. True story. There you go. ExcellentAdventure.com is our website. And of course, you can support the podcast by going to patreon.com forward slash ExcellentAdventure. Our Twitter handle, ExcellentPod. We don't tweet all that often, but you know what? It's your best place to go to find us. Also, uh, if you tweet at us, we usually tweet back. There you by go. we, I mean... Dory, usually, we'll tweet back. <laughs> Dory, Matt at Gmail, and Matt and Dory at Gmail are our email addresses. And the phone number is 413-461-BABY. Put it in your phone. Yeah, then if you're driving in the car and you're listening to us on your app, uh, hands-free, and you Bluetooth, you can go ahead and call us. You don't have to pull over. You can just like go boop, 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 or call Excellent Adventure. And I'll say, did you mean Tom Smith? Honey. That's what always happens to me. Your Bluetooth humor is <laughs> tight. Thank you. She's working on a clean six minutes for Colbert. Um, okay. Where should we begin? I think we should give everyone an update. Yeah. So, last uh, on Tuesday of last week, you all know that we were heading in, and uh, we saw Dr. Beck, DKB, for... What might be the last, will hopefully be the last time. I had thrown up that morning. Yeah. I mean, do you you care to sort of give it from your POV? Sure. Um, I had thrown up that morning, so I wasn't feeling particularly awesome. Um, But, you know, went in, did, did blood work. I thought you were starting like went in, like a went in Rome situation. Went in CFP, do blood work. Mm, no, I okay. went. I went in. Yep. Um, as per usual, they had a little trouble getting the blood, but only one attempt. So that was progress. Um, and then, yeah, we saw DKB, and we saw a little. My favorite part was when Dory texted me and asked if I was going to be there, and I didn't see the text message at all, and uh, I was already in there. I'd been in there for a long time. Yeah, because Matt had worked out in the morning and then just met me there. And if you know anything about L.A. traffic, and quite frankly, if you're a podcast listener, you do. (laughs) uh, I was already on that side of town over in Century City heading to our appointment in, uh, where is it? Brentwood. It's not West L.A., huh? Uh, Yeah, I just hit my, I'm bleeding. Oh, God, yeah, you are bleeding. I was like, what is happening? (laughs) I mean, I was trying to just... Do the podcast, but well, don't worry about it. about it. I'm going to be okay, honey. Okay. Um, yeah, so Matt was there. We saw Dr. Beck. She, We had an ultrasound. We saw the embryo, which I think as of next week is officially a fetus. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fetus, don't fail me now. That's what they say, right? Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> um, we heard his wicked strong heartbeat. Oh, it was wicked strong. And uh, we saw its wicked big head. And its wicked big head and its little um, arm and leg buds. Yeah, and the umbilical cord. And the umbilical cord was forming. It's like a whole thing in there, guys. This thing started as a, as, as a, Cells. a tiny dot. It's a miracle of life. It is a miracle of life and uh, it continues to be a miracle every single day. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So she was like, okay. Your next appointment is with your OB. Yeah. We talked a little bit about the OB. She really likes our OB. Um, she was like, I'm sorry, you've been feeling so sick. 
but there's not much else we can do about it. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a hopeless discussion. Yeah. <laughs> she was just trying to make you feel better like, how are you feeling? feeling sick. She's like, how are you feeling? I'm like, oh, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> However, since then, I have been feeling a little better. Yeah. I haven't thrown up since Tuesday. That's, that's great. So, and like, I haven't been feeling as nauseous. I'm still taking the diclegis four times a day because I don't want to risk it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been feeling a lot better. Yeah. I mean, you're just, you're just trying to feel normal. Yeah. I'm just know? trying to feel normal. Um, well, as normal as can be expected. Yeah. But, uh, so we walked out of there without one more trip to the billing department, which I'm sure yeah. we'll hear. about. Oh, well they called me like when I was in the car and I ignored oh. their call. Nice. I just gave them $2,000. I'm like, how much more are you going to bleed us dry? Which more are you going to bleed from us? Yes. Yeah. It's like, God, could you, could you just, you know what? Just send me a fucking bill. Uh, don't they? No. They, oh, they, yeah, they don't. They just call. They call and like harangue you. Well, you know, I like a paper bill as much as the next guy. Phone call I get, you know, eh, whatever. Honey, guess what? We don't have to worry we'll, about it. We'll, we'll pay that. And... and- my OB is in network, so <laughs> that is. I don't even understand what I that know. even means. At this I know, point. I know. Uh, yeah, so we left. We said, "See." Was ya. it like I don't know? Was it bittersweet? Sure. <coughs> it wasn't. It was just sweet. I mean, I'll miss. I miss. I miss our weird Doctor Beck. Yeah, she's a fascinating individual. She is pretty interesting. Um, but that's it. That's what I'm going to miss the most. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all I'm going. I like the valet guys. Weirdly, I like the valet guys. I know it's not their fault that they no. charge seven dollars. Well, it's not their fault that it's all I wanted. Obviously, we've said this before. I'll say it again. Just include it in the bill. You're calling us on the phone anyway. Totally. Don't charge me an extra ten dollars. <sighs> yep. <clears throat> uh, so. I, I filled out my form for them to transfer my medical records, which they charge twenty five dollars for. Yeah, saw that. That's funny to me. Um. Yeah. It's been an interesting time around here. I got back from London and then dove headfirst into Goldberg week. Uh, spent a lot of the week on set. Had a 16-hour day on Friday, 7.30 till about 11.30. I was asleep when you got home. You were. Um, shot pieces of four episodes that day. Uh, and uh, we had a table read also in the middle of the day, so I didn't have lunch. It was a long, it was a long day. That's a long day. And then yesterday, I finally snapped everybody. He did snap. It went, it just all flooded out of my system. Should we tell them the story? It it seems like you want to, so. Well, I mean, look, we're always honest here about things. We are honest, warts and all. Uh, Yeah, so Dory has been in bed a bit lately. Uh, and we have an old, pretty old, you know, ten, eight-year-old television in there. Small little guy. Uh, we have a TV in the living room that I've had since I was on Attack of the Show. Um, so... And you've been talking about getting a bigger TV for a while. Yeah, so what I decided, and I hoped would be a nice thing, was that I would put the living room television into the bedroom and get a new television for the living room so we did we went over to best buy which is 
you know, if you're ever if you've ever been to a Best Buy, you know, it's not the easiest experience. <laughs> um, went in there wanting a Samsung. Decided on a Sony after seeing, you know, actually physically looking at everything. Now, of course, everybody, I wanted an eighty something and eighty five inch television, and as my wife uh, kindly explained, no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but as I said to her, also, I said to her, this is, there's two things that's going to happen here. I'm going to get the big TV and say, you're right, this was too big. Or I'm going to get the small TV and say, I wish you let me get the big TV that was too big. But actually, neither of those things happened. Well, this morning I said, I wish I had the big one. But you didn't really. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so we're there. We came home. We set up the TV. Like, well, we'll get to the rest we'll of the story that, later. But it's a long, yeah. it's a long ordeal. Okay, whatever. I won't. I won't spoil the rest of it. So I go to Dory. You up for a trip? She's up for a trip. I'm like, great. We'll go. I'm walking. I walk out. There's so much stuff in my pockets, which is part of the problem of the story. Measuring I, tape. I walk out and I go. Oh shit! I forgot to measure the footprint of the media center that we've had forever. So I do that, and I put the tape measure in my pocket, get in the car. We take Dory's car to the uh, to Best Buy because it's a Volvo SUV that we got that we intended on having a family, and we were like, we'll have Bo and a baby, and that lease is almost up, and uh, the baby might might just be able to get in there uh, <laughs> two months before the three-year lease is up. <laughs> It's really very uh. ridiculous. So, yeah, we go in there, and then I'm measuring and talking to this guy who is. I, how, how, what would you describe him as? I would say he was. He was very nice, but I would also describe him as. He was absent-minded. He was also weirdly like seem, seemingly technologically illiterate for someone who works in technological. No, he was. Store. He was. He was. He was Best Buy computer system illiterate. And and he was like, there's no internet here. Which, like, I was like, really? Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> well, if the whole store is on it, I'm sure it's not. It's slow or whatever. He's good about televisions. He knows his uh, TVs. And I used to review televisions for a living on uh, good old Attack of the Show. Uh, in fact, the TV I have that's now in our bedroom was reviewed uh, on Attack of the Show. That physically, that model, that television was there. And I said, hey, Sony, do you need this back? I'd like to buy it from you. I thought it was a Samsung. Our TV is a Sony. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh. That's a Bravia. Same thing. But like oh. six, and the, six years difference. And my we wound and the up, one in the bedroom is also a Sony. We're a Sony fan. I work on the Sony lot. Lots happening here with Sony. But we walked into Best Buy. Matt thought we were going to get a Samsung. Yeah, because I had settled on on the Q whatever of Samsung. Um after doing a lot of internet reading and reviews and stuff. Anyway. Long, point still being, a long story. At some Flighty point, weird guy. I realize while we're sitting there, I don't have my wallet with me as we're about to do the whole thingamajiggy. Now, in my brain, I'm like, fuck, I don't have my wallet. I don't want to drag Dory back home or leave, you know, I don't want to go, I don't want to go home and get it, even though we're very, we live very close to Best Buy. So I, I say to the guy, I don't have my wallet. May I just use the Apple Pay situation? 
he agrees. He seemed like he had never done it before. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think he knew that I could do it there. Yeah. Even though I saw the symbol on the POS machine and I was like, yeah, I can do it. And I was like, I can use a debit card too and that way I'll put a PIN number in. But he never put in debit cards, so it just no. ran as a credit card anyway. And he never got my signature. He... <laughs> Asked for my license. I told him I don't have my wallet again. And then he asked then if he had given he, you he, your license back. And then about uh, 14 seconds later, he started asking if I, he had given me my license back, which I thought was a bit. And I, and I was like, oh, this is, a, this is a good bit. He's doing a good job here in case like there's cameras around. He wants to ask if my... It wasn't a bit. No. He was that absent, <laughs> that absent-minded. So we go and we take this tv box so think of a tv in a box and it just fits in the volvo slide that in um and i go to tip the girl who helped us with the thing and i realize annoyingly i'm like ah oh, fuck i don't have i have nothing i don't have my wallet i just have my keys dory's key and and the receipt the receipt felt like some cash i was like oh and uh, no so we get in the car, and I go, oh, shit, I hope that... Because that took a long time. Yeah. The guy was not the fastest person on no. the planet. And I was like, oh, I hope we're not past a free hour, because then we're going to have to pay, and we have no money. So, Dory's like... Dory, very smart move, was like, I'm going to... I'll get out right now. I'll go to the pay station, because the line was very long to get out anyway. It would have been more minutes. She goes, I look, at the st- I look at the ticket and I look at the clock. And I'm not sure how far off Dory's clock is in the car. I'm like, I think we missed it by two minutes. She comes back. We had missed it. So it was, we were $2. We needed $2. And there is no $2 in Dory's car. And that's when my meltdown happened. <laughs> I kind of lost my mind drove us down to the second level of the parking garage and i was like okay i'm gonna walk home i'm going to get my wallet i get out of the car dory does not get out of the car i'm very confused by that i was like why aren't you gonna walk with me she's like well I'll just, you said, I'll stay here. And I was like, well, why wouldn't you just come home with me? Then you don't have to come back. I'll handle the going back situation. She's like, okay, well, give me the key so I can put the window up. I hand her the key. She then gets out of where she was sitting, goes to the other side of the car, gets in the driver's side of the car. And I go, you know, you can just turn, hit the start button, regardless (laughs) of what seat you're in. Which that then added the next layer to my craziness. And uh, Dory had come with me with only bringing her phone. No key, no credit card, no money. Granted, she didn't have any pockets. But it was that, for some reason, that broke my brain open. And we then proceeded to walk... uh, down La Brea screaming at each other mostly uh, honestly me I mean it's it's I would say it's our biggest yellings ever it rivals the fight we got into at the um, when we were like shopping for Christmas decorations like four years ago but what had happened at that 
that what happened at that fight? Remember that fight? You did not have your wallet. That was that was that fight because you were there to pay. You were up there to pay, and you handed. You were like, "Oh, where's your card?" And that fight, you didn't have your wallet. Mm. <laughs> I think we're detecting a pattern here, guys. <laughs> I had forgotten about that fight. My not having my wallet drives Matt Myra <laughs> insane. Up, up. I don't mind paying for my lovely wife, um, but also at the same time. I, uh, I just, I just, I just like a backup system. Do you know what I mean? Like, I like a little redundancy in things, which is why there is cash in my car. I keep money in my car for emergency purposes. Yeah, I should keep money in my car for emergency. Um, so this huge thing, and I'm yelling, 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 yelling. She goes into her office. I go into her office, yelling so much and i tell her that this is a hot button issue for me (laughs) i think i said the words this is a hot button (laughs) issue this is my this is the hill i will die on is this not having a wallet or a credit card or something some form of currency um so (laughs) well i'm hysterically crying yeah oh yeah 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 and i'm just yelling and I couldn't like I just I just don't I don't know what I needed from you at that point. I don't know. Yeah, because you said I said I just want you to tell me that you'll have something. And I said and that. And she's like, I'll take my wallet with me. And then I was like, Well, you don't have to take your whole wallet. <laughs> I was like like what, my literal point. What do you want? From I think me? my literal point was I just wanted you to be like, Well, I will like just I'll have something on me in the future. Um, be it a I don't know. I I, I want to get you one of those phone cases that has like a little wallet in it. Yeah, but then if you lose your phone, you lose other shit. No, no, but you just keep one the one thing in there, mm. like a 20 or whatever. Mm. Um, so, do I, we, the angriest we've ever been, Dory's pushing me out of the office. Uh, pretty unsuccessfully. Well, I, I don't move. <laughs> Very hard to push. <laughs> I'm like aware that there's a mirror behind the door. So I knew not to push too hard on the door, but I was very angry at that door. Um, so finally, I'm like, I just go, I go, leave Dory in the office, and then I start walking. And then I'm walking back to Best Buy, successfully having retrieved my wallet, and I just feel awful, like so. I just I just blew up. There's no reason for that. We don't yell often. We're not yellers. No. Your mother was very surprised when I was saying that. We I was like, oh, we've really only gotten in like three big fights. Yeah, because our like we yell. We were like a yelling family. So were we. The Myras are yellers extraordinaire. Head on over to Myra Town if you want some yelling. <laughs> All of the best swears came out of my mother. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, so I wa- I just like do this long, lonely walk back to Best Buy. I feel like a lunatic. I'm like, why? Why did that make me so upset? Like what? to me, it was annoying and frustrating. But it was like, okay, it's annoying and frustrating. Let's just walk home and get the wallet and like whatever. Yeah. And you like lost your mind. To me, it was like this deep seated issue about how we're supposed to have each other's back. And 
I felt like I failed. And I was like, well, there's another adult human being here next to me who's going to pick up the slack that I have created. And she could not pick up the slack because she also did not have a wallet. So I'm walking back. I think it also annoyed you that I had, I had like deliberately, like I hadn't forgotten my wallet. I, I was know. like, you I'm had, just not going to bring my wallet. You had I don't, I don't need to bring my wallet. <laughs> like Matt, Matt's got this. <laughs> I did not have this. Weirdly, had the guy not taken, had he been three minutes quicker? Right. We wouldn't would have, have been a problem. Totally. We at would have all. Just been able to leave. It would have been like, thank God I had my phone with Apple Pay. Yeah. Um, so I walk, I get the car. I drive it up from the second floor up to the first floor. A lot of, lot of people waiting to get out. Very long line. I get, to the, I get to the front of the thing. I put in the ticket. Spits it out at me and it goes, not a valid ticket. And I go, what do you mean it's not a valid ticket? This is, this is the ticket. And I'm looking at the ticket and the ticket says, The Grove. <laughs> so I'm like, what? Why is this in here? Why does she have... Uh, the Grove parking ticket in her car. How is that even here? What is this? And then I hit the button and the guy's like, I'll be over there in a second. Just put your hazards on. And I'm just like sitting there kind of laughing to myself of like, this is the perfect button to this evening. My desire to not inconvenience people has resulted in me having to put my hazards on in a backup, probably like 30 cars trying to get out. I then have to put my hazards on. Somehow nobody honked at me. That was very nice. I'm then like looking at the, I'm trying to pull my pockets out. Like, I have to have the ticket in here. And then I finally look up in the visor and I'm like, oh, it's right there. It's exactly where I always put parking tickets. For some reason, I thought I had put it in my pocket and had had it on the seat. So I put it in. It says $2. Put my debit card in. Thing comes out, turn the hazards off, drive home. And I go home, and then go in, and I apologize to Dory, and then I proceed to burst into tears because I had just felt broken inside. I mean, there's no, the yelling, you know, sometimes excessive, but there was no need for that. And then I went on to tell her that I felt like I have just been so stressed out so overwhelmed with everything and so like i'm i'm always i've there's a lot of things in my life that i feel like i'm the like i put the thing on my back and i'm like let's go and i just wanted to feel like what it felt like to me was like if you're not going to do it, no, it's not going to get done, which is a silly feeling to have in a home where, you know, Dory does most of the actual things that need to happen around here. For instance, I don't know anything about the medical billing. You know, it's like something you take care of. But uh, in that moment, it just felt like I had, uh, I, I just felt like a failure. And it was a lot. And the fact that you didn't have your wallet. And you deliberately didn't take your wallet. <laughs> drove drove me crazy. Anyway, it all came out. And uh, 
I had a nice cathartic cry. It was cathartic. Oh, I, I guess I just needed it. Yeah. Bo could I haven't seen you cry like that ever. No, I, no, of course you haven't. It doesn't happen. As the my therapist said not long ago, when was the last time you cried? I was like, I don't really remember. I mean, I cried. I'll tear up, you know, like if I'm playing a Spider-Man video game and the storyline gets a little sad. Sure. Sure, you know. Mm. But, uh, yeah, just let it go. And I uh, apologized. And I, I think you were too quick to accept the apology because I think I was, uh, I was out of line. And I, I don't think you should have accepted the apology. Honey. I'm not kidding. You were very agitated. I was stressed out. And it, that, like, I, it broke me. I did not want to push you any farther. No, I know. And I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate that to a degree. But I'm also like, you know, I should be in the doghouse a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, was, the fact that you came home right away, like, you, you right away were like, I'm so, like, I'm sorry. Like, it wasn't like, you know what I mean? I was like, okay, he realized he fucked up. Oh, it was awful. We it was so unnecessary. Like, I don't need to... These I, arguments, I don't like, need to, like, prolong it. If you were... You were clearly so genuinely... You felt so genuinely bad. Yeah. Well, it was a good think walk. Yeah. Where I just was like, what? Why? How did I get... How did it get to that point? Yeah. Why did I do that? Yeah. What What was that? Yeah. Why Why was that? Because mm-hmm. it really... I mean, it's not like... Is it ultimately about you forgetting your wallet? No. Mm. what was it about and mm. I, I, I sort of figured out that it was about that I'm just like I felt a lot of pressure in a lot of aspects of my life mm-hmm. and I try to do the best I can everywhere and sometimes I feel like sometimes when the best I can do is not good enough uh, it's not a great feeling and you also have trouble asking for help I don't like to ask for help which is why I still edit these podcasts myself. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so guys, I hope you enjoyed Matt's uh, argument theater. I will say, I think that if you hadn't been in therapy for the last couple of years, I don't think that you would have come to all of these realizations so quickly. Um, you know, it's hard to say. Uh, I don't know. I really don't know. And I also haven't been to therapy in two weeks. Right. Because I've been so busy. Yeah. Um, you know, I was on set on Thursday and therapy's at eight and I was on set at seven. So it just, you know, it just became a week where I couldn't do it and I couldn't get to my eight, my Friday workout I couldn't do because of being on set. And, you know, just like there's so little margin for error in my scheduling of life that when, you know, people like Andy keep moving podcasts around after we make a full-on agreement to do them at a certain time it starts to break me a little bit um because it's not like i'm like i don't like what is he doing it's a conversation for andy anyway he doesn't mean to do it i'm just so sad uh Oh, you know, it's funny, honey, these uh, photos on my computer. This is my sh- a desk at Attack of the Show when I was reviewing an 80-inch sharp television that I made my computer monitor for a week. Oh. <laughs> how uh, fun. How, how uh, apropos. Okay. Guys, that was a, the lengthiest update uh, in a long time. Mm-hmm. Dory didn't have a ton to say. I felt like I was pontificating the whole time. And I apologize for that. 
So, oh, that's what I drew on the whiteboard on our Christmas break. Oh. Santa shitting down a chimney Says- with the words "Go home." He had just <laughs> pissed into the. <laughs> oh my. That's okay. So beautiful. Thank you. Um. Yeah. So we're 29 minutes into this podcast. We should take a break. Which means we're going to take a break. We have 16 pages of emails to get to. And I feel like I'm going to let you all down as well. (laughs) We'll be right back. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, But, like, I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a... Just a smidge higher, like in a whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason... They'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know those like, you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Back to the show. Okay, we're back, everybody. Lots happening. So much. You guys 
just had a lengthy discussion about whether or not Matt's a jerk. And uh, you're welcome. I'm just happy to help. (laughs) (laughs) I don't Uh, think that was a discussion people were having. Uh, this is from, uh, it's such a, like a classic marriage fight mm. of like shopping for a big ticket mm. item that you're going to have in your house mm. for 10 years mm-hmm. and, uh, combining with all the stress of a parking garage mm-hmm. and the retail environment. Mm-hmm. And here we are. It was a perfect storm. It really, really was. So, I'm glad we emerged from it relatively unscathed. Relatively unscathed and uh, hopefully with a higher quality picture and sound. Uh, this is from Ashley. We have people out there who are still trying to have a baby. Bebe. And uh, honestly, we're still trying too. So. We're right there with you. But I guess what I meant was we have people out there who are not fighting while buying televisions. They're trying to have a baby. So this is from Ashley. I'm writing a response to the caller who can raise concerns about ICSI. My husband and I have MFI. Male factor infertility. Thank you. And I've always been told that we would need ICSI. We recently switched clinics for insurance purposes. Mm. Our new clinic gave us mountains of paperwork to read and sign and notarize. We did that as well. Uh, including several paragraphs that ICSI decreased our chances of success and also increased chances of birth defect. I don't remember ever reading that. Me neither. Uh, we were surprised because we always thought it would increase our chances to get pregnant. Increased chances. Wait. Decreased our chances of success. And incre- This is weird. I've never heard this. Mm. This is the second, obviously, person. Uh, we're surprised because we always thought it would increase our chances of, to get pregnant. The clinic had to talk to one of the embryo, had us talk to one of the embryologists who told us that since ICSI is used on sperm, that wouldn't usually be able to penetrate the egg. It can sometimes lead to eggs that won't fertilize or won't be able to develop properly. Oh, that's interesting. I see. I see what they're saying. It's basically a result of the already shitty sperm. Yes. But if your issue is count and your motility and stuff is good, then that probably, I don't know. I'm not a doctor as we've established many times on the show. Uh, The ones that do fertilize the egg are potentially lower quality and lead birth defects. However, the embryologist also said that even though the ICSI numbers were lower than traditional fertilization numbers, that number was not statistically significant. We shouldn't really worry about it. Hope this helps. Good luck to all the baby making. That's Ashley coming at you with some help answering the ICSI signal. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, we have some anonymous. Here we go. Anonymous wrote in a lot this week. I love anonymous. They seem to really be big listeners of the mm-hmm. show. A few months ago, I was lucky enough to welcome my first baby via IVF with ICSI. My pregnancy, labor, delivery, and recovery were all great, and getting pregnant once we started fertility treatments was also relatively easy. Two and a half IUIs in one cycle of IVF with a fresh transfer. It stuck. Congratulations. Good, nicely done. Throughout all of that and before, my husband and I had a great, great relationship. We never fought. Uh, and he was my best friend. Since coming home from the hospital, I have been, never been happier uh, than being with my child, but my relationship with my husband has changed. Oh, no. Is this why we're fighting so much more? <laughs> uh, okay. Now I am quicker to anger when it comes to him and have no desire to even be touched by him. <laughs> Jeez. Louise. Uh, the thought of even a small hug or kiss goodnight almost repulses me. Oh, my God. 
This is an interesting situation happening over here. You could also be in postpartum. Mm. <laughs> uh, the feelings have intensified since my five-week postpartum visit with my midwife. Whoa. So I didn't even discuss it with her, uh, and I also don't want to turn to among my family or friends to ask if they have ever, if they have ever felt like this, too. How do I say I feel like I've fallen out of love with my husband since having our baby? This is an interesting situation. Look, I'm no expert. I've never had a baby. True. Um, and I'm not, you know, I'm not a therapist. But based on just my anecdotal knowledge and reading, I don't think that this is that cr- uncommon. Yeah. Um, and I think you might, you, you, it's possible you have some postpartum depression that's manifesting itself in that way in that yeah. way like some what would they call that they'd call that uh that's displacement not, displacement yeah mm-hmm. it's a postpartum depression displaced from the baby to your husband yeah yeah um so you know i know that you have a new baby but i i would strongly urge you if you can find the time to to find a therapist who specializes in um Postpartum issues. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there's a support group you could go to. Um, I I would also say that maybe the face group. And the face group. The 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 pregnancy. The pregnancy one. The pregnancy and childbirth one. We have an offshoot, everybody. Yeah. uh, Of women uh, and men uh, and uh, non-binary alike who have uh, done a group that is for people who have gone through IVF and successfully Mm -hmm. uh, had the child. Or fertility. Just fertility treatments. Not yes. Necessarily IVF. Right. I always consider IVF as the whole everything. Yeah. The umbrella. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I think you need to talk to someone anonymous. Um, and you know, if you don't want to talk to family or friends, I think you should talk to, um, you know, you can talk to people on Facebook. You mm-hmm. can talk to a therapist. Um, but I, I think you should talk to someone about this. Okay. But she continued. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, through some. Googling, it seems like this is normal and should go away, but it feels more than that, and it scares me that I feel this way about someone I was head over heels for a few months ago. It's been amazing and not pressuring me and being patient with me, but at some point, I'm sure he's going to get frustrated. Everything else in my life seems normal except for this. It feels bad that it's so specific to him. So, yeah, what we were saying. Uh, Is it going to go away? Is it normal? Do I need to talk to someone or consider medication? You should talk to someone, definitely. Uh, will I ever want to have sex again or even kiss, just kiss my husband again? We, we hope so. Mm-hmm. Uh, any advice you or others can give will be appreciated. So I think we kind of... We're putting out the postpartum signal. The PP, PPS. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, but anonymous, I would, you know, I think obviously it's a, it's a situation, it's serious. You should talk to someone whenever you're having any of these abnormal feelings feelings that don't feel like you like you. you should always talk to someone and uh dory uh, makes an excellent point of finding someone who specializes in a postpartum situation because you know your body's been through a hell of a lot a mm-hmm. uh, lot of hormone changes a lot of chemical mm-hmm. changes in there and uh sometimes it's just a little you know just needs a little realignment yeah uh, so thank you, Anonymous, and please follow up with us. Here's Danielle piping in from Sheboygan, Wisconsin. 
made that up. <laughs> but this is Danielle. Uh, so this is an email in regard to something you said on Forever 35, Dory. Oh, okay. But she feels like it's more relevant to this podcast. That's why she's emailing here. All right. Longtime listener, Jagsland Adventure, recently started Forever 35 as well. You made a comment on Forever 35 uh, when talking about third love and their half cup sizes, how you wish you were a half cup. You always say that. I do. You said your boobs were getting bigger now that you're pregnant and you would need bigger bras, so maybe you'd be a half size. Is it, this is You never see this on our ad reads here. No. Are you... Do you think you're going to get there? I might. Oh, boy. What a day for you. I know. That's going to be really great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wanted to give you a piece of advice that I wish someone else had told me when I was pregnant. Yes, you need bigger bras during pregnancy and may have to buy several different sizes as you get bigger during pregnancy. I highly recommend buying nursing bras in those sizes instead of regular bras if you plan to breastfeed. Do you plan to breastfeed? Yeah. Oh. I plan on doing I was bits. on formula. I was a, I'm, look at me. Yeah. Oh, boy. You should breastfeed. <laughs> uh, because during postpartum, your boob size will slowly go back down. And if you choose to nurse, you'll have to buy a whole new set of bar- bras in every size. Oh, boy. Thank God for third love. Uh, save yourself sponsoring the, us. <laughs> save yourself the hassle and the money and just buy nursing bras during your pregnancy. Also, same is true for maternity clothes, uh, nursing tops and dresses. There's a whole line of clothing specifically designed for more conveniently nursing. That's layered flaps and folds and such. Easy access to the boob. Didn't even know they existed until I had my second baby two years ago. But I badly wish I had invested in them earlier on. Pregnancy clothes can double as postpartum clothes. But you didn't know that. Noted. Uh, Baby belly doesn't go away overnight. Do yourself a favor. However, if you don't plan on nursing, you can completely disregard the suggestion. She's super excited for us. I plan on at least like trying to nurse. Um, And if it... If it doesn't happen, then I won't, but I, I would I would like to try. I think that that is good advice from someone who's been yeah. on the other end of it. Mm-hmm. This is what this podcast is about, everybody. We're trying to help each other out slowly but surely. Dory's looking at something as a confused person. What did I do? I would like the thingy for the voicemails. Oh, she'd like the thingy for the voicemails. Uh, so I can turn that down so people don't hear you plug that in. That's no problem. And then I can slide this on over. Guys, lots happening on the fly right here. I'm going to play voicemail. She's going to play voicemail. I've decided. It's not in the rundown. That it's I'm going to have to run it up the flagpole. Dory, can Dory play a voicemail? Yes. Okay. Hi, this is Karen Thickershe. I'm calling back. Oh, um, hey. Matt requested that I call back uh, about renewing the lease. Uh-huh. Um, so if you don't like your place, I highly recommend you move uh, to another place. But I just think that owning a home right now is such a bad idea because I just had to replace my electrical panel. And uh, that was about... Oh, $4,000. And anyway, Yikes. so uh, when I became pregnant, my husband was stationed in Wyoming. When I was 28 weeks, weeks pregnant, we moved from Wyoming to Ohio. And all that time renting, we were there here for about two years. And then we moved to Germany um, and rented there as well. And I thought it was so much easier. We never had to worry about anything. In Germany, we had like... Uh, washing machine hose break, flooding the the, the floor. Oh boy. Uh, we had a furnace go out. Uh, what else? We had other stuff going, and we had to pay for anything, which was really nice. And now that we own our home, we have had to put 
so much money into fixing our home. And I know that my, well, I won't say who because I'm trying to keep some confidentiality, <laughs> but somebody close to me who um, they went ahead and purchased a home and um, they were renting. They said, no, we want a home. And I mm-hmm. think they regret. They live in California. Oh, yeah. They had from the get-go, they had problems with, water, uh, like a crack in the foundation and nice. water issues, and they were having problems with their insurance covering it. Um, also, when we first bought our house here, um, like I said, we got a house, our house when my son was about, our son was about uh, almost five, I think. And uh, a month after we bought the house, we had a huge problem with plumbing, and the warranty wouldn't cover it. A lot of legalese there. So <laughs> anyway... I just think to remove the hassle of home ownership, I think you should rent. But nope. I think that you go to the place where you feel that you'll like to live there for the next few years. So if you're not happy with the place that you're living at, definitely move. And I would suggest you move before you have the baby. I agree. <laughs> That's my suggestion. Again, I apologize. I'm a rambler. Hard for me to get to the point. I'm always going around as I'm doing right now. <laughs> but anyway, um, yes. So I would say if you don't like your place, move now before you have the baby. And so that you have a few months to get settled in. Okay, I see my three minutes are close to being I love it. Up. She's a timer. I have it on a stopwatch. It's amazing. I wish you all the best. And I hope this was somewhat helpful. I can call back. If you want, I don't, like, I don't know. If you want me to because I'm around. You're always so anyway, welcome. Nicole. I will take care and wish you the best. Bye-bye. She got to like exactly three minutes. Look, I think a stopwatch is smart. Yeah, I do too. People should do it. You can I also mean, like look at your phone and that little ticker is going. Yeah. She raises some good points. I agree. And, you know, as we, I there's a lot of stuff I'd like to do here in order for us to stay here. But some of the stuff I'm like, is it worth doing if we're only going to be here for another two years? Anyway. Hmm. We heard from a couple other people who had some thoughts about our moving situation. Okay. Um, one is from Evelyn. Mm-hmm. She has a couple questions for us first. Yeah, let's hear it, Evelyn. Would you consider living elsewhere? What does that mean? It seems like Matt flies back and forth between the coasts anyway. So would moving to the tri-state area be much different than your current situation? Yes. Plus you would be closer to family on the East Coast. I mean, it'd be lovely to be closer to family on the East Coast. But barring any major job changes, you know, like if After Trek came back and it was like, we're going to be on for 22 weeks a year and we're still doing it in New York then I would consider moving. Yeah, but otherwise... (laughs) Otherwise, everything's here. How long is your lease? Will the rent be increasing? Yes, it's going up. Not a lot. Very, uh, I would call it a modest increase, a standard living increase. With the projected arrival of a new tiny tiny human, this may not be the best time to move. Moving can be stressful, and stress is not good for either one of you right now. That's true. We hit a lot of it last night. And speaking of stress, what about Bo? Yeah, what you about mentioned him? that there was an adjustment period when you first brought him home. How will he react to moving to a new place, plus having a new person who takes mom and dad's focus away? Hmm. Wait, that is TBD. That is TBD. We're really, in, it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Bo was really licking my face last night. He was so, he was so concerned. Yes, because he had also never seen me yeah. break down. He was like, I really, he was, he really wanted to make you feel better. Yeah. 
He was very anxious that you were so sad. He did it in a weird way. He did it in a bow way. (laughs) Um, All right. On a past episode, Dory's office was talked about with a tone of sadness because originally it was meant to be a nursery. Now it has the opportunity to fulfill that purpose. That's true. That is true. Very true. My two cents would be to stay where you are for now, mm-hmm. unless the house makes you absolutely unhappy. Take time to enjoy being pregnant, even with the nausea, and then enjoy having an infant. I know you are still cautiously optimistic about this, so let us listeners be recklessly optimistic for you too. Afterwards, maybe revisit the moving conversation in a year or two. Sincerely, Evelyn, not Schmevelin. Ah. Um, she also says, P.S. Dory, I work in the hospitality industry in Alaska. If your parents have any questions, I would be happy to answer them or refer them to the right places. They love the idea of an Alaskan cruise. Mm -hmm. They just want to go on a cruise for their anniversary. Which is going to be two months after I give birth. Yeah. So. Don't think we'll be going on a cruise. I agree. (laughs) Um, Do you have any other thoughts about Evelyn's email? Well, I'd like to know more about her hospitality in Alaska situation. Mm. Does she work in a place that... Uh, you know, bears are a problem. Like, does she? Th- th- does her front desk have uh, like a like a sidearm ready to go in case a, a angry grizzly approaches? That's my question. Okay, good question. <laughs> or Kodiak, you know? Yeah, they can stand twelve feet on their hind legs. Um, we got one more email about this. That I just want to read quickly from Stephanie. Yeah. If you're going to move, take the date that you think gives you plenty of time. And subtract two months. What does that mean? It means like we are, if we were like, well, the baby's due in April. So if we move by February, we'll be okay. She's saying move in December. Right. Okay. Be in your new place by that date. This is a PSA based on my own personal disaster. Uh-huh. I say this even if you're just moving to another rental. Yeah. Shit inevitably happens when you move, even if you aren't purchasing. My husband and I sold our home and bought a new home. about two months before my son was due. I fully acknowledge the crazy behind this decision and we knew we were cutting it close, but it was just too good of an opportunity to pass up. Lo and behold, my son was born six weeks early. Wow. Because of escrow nightmares, a leak in the walls and a host of other prime examples of Murphy's law, our move was pushed back. What this meant is that we ended up moving 10 days after our son came home from the (laughs) NICU. Oh my goodness. I do not wish this on anyone. On the plus side, my son is now happy, healthy, and we're loving our lives in our new home but it was just such an unnecessary added layer of stress that cut into the time we had to spend with our new little guy. Also, quick note on Disney with a baby. I've been to Disneyland more times than I could possibly count. That being said, I was so excited to take our son for the first time that I couldn't sleep. Oh. It definitely brings out the kid in you again. Oh. I looked, That's actually the, one of the things I would be most looking forward to is um, hoping that this child can reinvigorate my love of Disney. I think he will. I hope it can put back whatever AJ took. You know, I think Maddie might do that when they come to visit us. Well, you know. Because she is obsessed with Disney now. I mean, it really depends on how tall she is by then. She might be able to go on the 40-inch rides. That's crazy. She's a... She is a... She's a tall, giant, a tall child. Ball of baby. Um, but she's also obsessed with Minnie Mouse. So I think her mind is just going to be so blown when it's she It's either going to be blown or like she'll be like horrified and no, crying. I think, I think her mind will be blown. I hope it's blown. Because um, I remember being, I remember crying to every Disney dressed up character when, oh, I, was, really? when I was three, except for Donald. Oh. Um, all right. This is from Sarah. 
Hey guys, as I was listening to the podcast this week, I found myself agreeing out loud with your comments about not wanting to download pregnancy apps. Mm. About two years ago, I found out that I was pregnant and immediately downloaded the recommended apps. Six months later, we lost our son at 24 weeks. It took me a good several months to find all the mailing lists I was suddenly on. When you are dealing with stillbirth, the last thing you want is an app reminding you of what you should be getting to experience. Mm. But I finally managed to stop getting pregnancy emails, or so I thought. Fast forward to this May, and I was suddenly getting emails with first birthday party ideas for my 12-month-old, who I never got to meet. Needless to say, I was both devastated and furious with the company who I had already told I lost the pregnancy. We were getting ready for our first egg retrieval this summer, and should it work, I don't think I will be downloading apps this time around. Love the show. I hope the pregnancy is smooth and uneventful. Thanks, Sarah. Sarah. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. You are amazing to have gone through <sighs> that and come out on the other side. And I'm so happy to hear that you're trying again. And uh, yeah, fuck those apps. That's the, I think, the thesis statement mm-hmm. there. Fuck those apps. This episode, of course, is called Fuck Those Apps. It's about the best fuck apps out there. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, this is from Alicia. Uh, Listening to today's ep, that's for episode, guys. I heard a comment uh, from a listener about how being on your parents' insurance doesn't mean they need to know your medical info. I 100% agree, but wanted to flag that some insurances send an explanation of benefits or bill uh, to the associated policy uh, holder uh, and not the person who received the services. So, the HIPAA rules are different by insurer by state oh, that's uh, interesting she worked on this person alicia worked on legislation in oregon uh oregon, oregon. I'm sorry oregon trail <laughs> uh oregon so if she's in oregon there is a form she can fill out to make sure the documents are directed just to her but each state has their own rules so look into that if she or anyone else is on someone else's insurance your parents, your spouse, etc., and is concerned about this, You, uh, she would encourage you to ask the insurer about the process and if they get all mail email directed to only them. Hopefully this helps. Alicia, I bet that does help. Yeah, thank you, Alicia. Um, how do you feel about playing another voicemail? I feel fine about it. Great. Hey, as Michelle Kitzmiller, I'm oh. calling because all of a, Egghead All-Stars. I would think that a prize of live watching Disney food blog videos with Matt would be hilarious. I would totally do that. And second, uh, bigger brewing companies across the way at the boardwalk. So if you want to laugh at that video, it's across the way. So anyway, congratulations to you guys. I'm so excited listening every week, even though I literally have no desire to have children and care <laughs> nothing about IVF. But I've enjoyed you both and big Forever 35 podcast listener as well. So keep up the great work. Bye. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. I love some boardwalk info over at the Disney's. 
We have some more Disney stuff coming up later in the show. I, I didn't, love it. I didn't label the voicemails this week, so they're you a little know, out of it's order. It's a little potpourri of voicemails. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this is from Anonymous. Congrats on the news. Thank you. Here's the question. It's about progesterone shots. Okay, this is for, also from Anonymous. They've heard terrible things about it. They're about to do an embryo transfer in October and start on the shots for at least 13 weeks. Any advice or tips for the shots? I did suppositories. There you go. I only did shots for my first transfer. Um, and... I thought they were horrible. I don't have, I don't really have tips. This has come up a few times in the Facebook group Mm -hmm. um, and people do have some tips. So you might want to head over there um, and do a search or you could just ask again. I'm sure people would respond. Um, I, so yeah, I don't personally have any tips because for this, this one I did suppositories. Uh, Do you have Matt help you with them? Uh, I mean, I would. You did. When I was around. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the couple, best thing was the video. The couple times I had to do it myself were kind of disastrous. Yes, I would help her with those. Yeah. Would I do the injection for you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I would. Because it's a really awkward angle. Yeah. The needle's really long. And you know what? I'm a quality husband who sometimes melts down outside of a Best Buy. Uh, okay. And then... Uh, she was already over the SC and injections and can't imagine having the progesterone in oil in the butt. Any advice helpful? We've given some. Any side effects from the estrogen, honey? Does it make you go crazy? I don't think it made me go crazy. I would say Dory was fairly even keeled throughout the process. However, I think that she, I think your fuse was slightly shorter, but not nothing. Nothing out of the realm of uh, ordinary, really. So there you go. Thank you, Anonymous, for writing in. Uh, this is from Michelle. This is about pregnancy apps. Doesn't have any great pregnancy app recommendations, but she found the podcast The Birth Hour to be really helpful. It's just women telling stories of their paths to getting pregnant, their pregnancies, and their births and recoveries. No clear bias or agenda there. Uh, at least that she's picked up on, has picked up, whatever. You know what I mean. <laughs> So you're going to hear things about home water births, medically monitored uh, monitored epidurals and C-sections, people who spend years doing fertility treatments, uh, people who get pregnant accidentally, people who breastfeed, people who don't, etc. She's binged on, uh, on it during both of her pregnancies and found it to be the most accessible and non-scary way to learn about lots of different pregnancies and birth-related uh, things. Congrats, she says. She's excited for us both. Dory, I'm sorry you're dealing with the nausea. I'm almost at 20 weeks right now. I'm still not out of the woods. Hmm. Eating a lot of buttered noodles. I'm telling you, those egg noodles that I found the other day look great. Yeah, I, ma- I made some. Oh, how were they? Were they any They're good? They're good, yeah. But, you know, that uh, rigatoni. No, no nice. It's really good. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, Dory, of course, sent me out for rigatoni, and I came back with- I was like, with, it must be rigatoni. <laughs> I came back with a fuck ton of rigatoni and Pepper egg noodles. <laughs> I was like, all right, here we go. Oh, those egg noodles. No, I haven't made those yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. I look forward to it. I look forward to you also making those. Um, I'm going to play one more voicemail. There we go. Hi, Matt and Dory. Um, This is Paula. I live in Chicago. I called you uh, weeks ago um, after you first announced that you were pregnant, and I told you that I also am recently pregnant. I just wanted to check in and say I'm doing well, too. Great. And um, I'm enjoying following you along and just wishing for the best for you every single week and looking forward to hearing your updates. 
Um, I had an early ultrasound and things are going well. I'm uh, seven weeks on Friday, September um, 14th. And uh, okay. it's just so uh, right something about us. being so hopeful for you um, allows me to be really hopeful for myself oh. as oh, well after suffering recurrent pregnancy loss. Um, so I just wanted to let you know what a comfort it is to feel like I'm, you know, have somebody going through something at the same time as me. Oh. Um, and uh, continuing to keep you in my thoughts. Oh, well, thank you. Thank that was you. very nice. That was very sweet. She's like, yeah, she's like two weeks behind me. That's great. Yeah. We uh, should all have a meetup at some point. Um, have we told San Francisco people? It's not It's not 100% confirmed yet. Great. So I don't okay. Wanna... There might, we might be up there. We might not yeah. be. We're not 100% confirmed yet. Lots happening in our lives, mm-hmm. guys. We're mm-hmm. very busy people. Um. Okay. Now I skipped around a bit, so you might get. You know, why don't you hand me back those the emails? Okay. There's a lot happening here. I think I would had left off at this anonymous one would be the next one if you choose to go in that order, and then there you go. You're sort of in an order there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, My story is a little different for most of your listeners, but I really need your input. My daughter-in-law is having an IUI in the near future. Here is my dilemma. Okay. I had two sons and one daughter. Mm -hmm. My youngest son died of cancer when he was nine years old. Twelve years later, my oldest son also developed the same kind of unusual cancer, adrenal cancer. When his oncologist realized that, he ordered a a a genetic panel for our family. Turns out my husband was a carrier for the PT53 gene mutation. When you have this mutation, your body cannot fight cancer because tumor cells grow uncontrollably. Well, my oldest son died eight months ago, just 18 months after his diagnosis. My daughter-in-law, they were married for almost three years, just told me that they saved his sperm before he started chemo and she wants to have his baby. She says she will have the implantation no matter what and she doesn't care if the baby will be born with the same mutation or not. I don't know what to do. I know it's her decision, but I cannot support her going through this. I've lost two children already. It's a pain I can't describe even if I try. I can't lose a grandchild too. Is there anything I can do to make her see that this is a recipe for more suffering and pain? Any suggestion will be greatly appreciated. I wish you both and your baby the best. That's a lot. That is a lot. First of all. I'm very, very, very sorry. Yeah. That is seconded. Now. I mean, look, you're the, 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 I, you're very much stronger than I cuz I don't know that I would still be around after that. Um okay, so here's the situation. <laughs> I guess I would wonder your daughter-in-law I wonder what clinic your daughter-in-law is going to. If and she, are they aware? Yes, that? because that's that. This is where I'm going with this. Exactly right, honey. They're going to do a panel of genetic testing on these embryos before they transfer them. But she if wants to do. An, not doing no, she fresh. wants to do an IUI. She doesn't. She's not doing IVF. Well, who's who's going to say that the IUI is going to work? 
Okay, so look. I hear what you're saying, and I agree. I think it's. I think it would be I don't irresponsible. Think it, yeah, I don't think a clinic would do it uh, if they got an embryo, genetically tested it, and then got found that gene. Well, they would have to do PGD. It wouldn't come up on PGS. Oh, boy. So, but here's the thing. When you do IVF, they make you take, they make you do a whole genetic, they make you do genetic screening. Yeah. So what Matt is saying, and I agree with, I think if she walks into a clinic and says, I have the frozen sperm of my husband who died of cancer, mm-hmm. that's immediately going to be a red flag for them. Yeah. And they're going to say, well, what's the, what's the genetics here? Mm-hmm. Um, and they might say, we'll only do PGD for you. They might test they, they might say the sperm, they right? might say we won't do IUI. Yeah, we'll only do IVF with PGD. They might yeah. say that. I don't know what they'll say, but like they could very well say that. I mean, the other thing, I don't know how you feel about this, anonymous, but you know, you could offer to pay for IVF with PGD. Yeah, it seems like she's beyond that. She's the, the daughter in law is determined. In a way that ultimately I, I think would be not wise. Yeah. And I think Anonymous agrees with us. Yeah. Um, it's a, uh, oh, what a conundrum. I'm inclined to think that any IVF clinic worth its salt would be getting the medical history of the father and the mother and doing its due diligence. However, that's what I hope. However, you know, you can, there are OBs who will do IUIs. Honestly, I cannot imagine a medical professional who hears that story willing to do it. I know, but who knows? Right, that is like okay. So that is us talking about it, and if anyone has any greater experience with um, this kind of a thing, this scenario is very heartbreaking, and uh, we hope that someone else there has more informed advice than us. Yes, (sighs) anonymous. We are thinking of you. We're thinking of you, and, and and we hope it all works out. All right. On a slightly cheerier note. Anonymous, we're going to shift gears. Yeah, we're going to shift gears now to hear from Lauren. Okay. A longish listener, but first time emailer Mm -hmm. from the South Shore of Massachusetts. Nice. I adore your podcast, came across you guys via Nerdist, and recently branched out to Forever 35. Nice. Belated congratulations on baby Shafrira. I have nothing helpful or relevant to add re-IVF. However, (laughs) I wanted to follow up on two things from your recent episodes. Yeah. One, senior dog adoption. Senior dogs are amazing, and the listeners should definitely go for it. I work a stressful job during the week. However, during the weekend, I volunteer at an animal shelter. There's nothing more gratifying or stress relieving than hanging out with amazing dogs waiting for forever homes. However, senior dogs are especially amazing as they tend to be chill and are extra great snugglers. Senior animals also tend to stay in shelters longer. So thank you to the listener for considering them. Number two, Mm -hmm. Disney food blog. Oh, now you're speaking my language. Not that you weren't already. Thank you, Matt, (laughs) for validating my own love hate relationship with DFB. You're welcome. 
My poor husband often has to listen to me rant and have one-sided arguments with AJ while we watch her YouTube videos. I, I weirdly also cannot stop watching them. <laughs> so AJ is your AJ. A- you're great at making those videos. I can't stop watching them. Yeah. It's so nice to hear you and several listeners have the same feelings. As a 30-plus year WDW diehard, yeah. I often do the opposite of what she says and have no regrets. You You're could, so right. You could perhaps consider launching your YouTube career by doing DFB reaction videos. Just a thought. You're not... You're not incorrect. I Believe me. I've, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's an emergency shoot in my career, and it is a YouTube channel that not only does disney food kinds of things but also i would review as seen on tv products oh that'd be so good yeah so glad you guys are continuing the podcast as it breaks up my dreary monday commutes during rush hours on 93 oh 93 uh you know matt and i were gonna start one called matt's matt's scene on tv where we just did the reviews (laughs) but i ended up going back to work and Mm. it went away yeah but look there's a there's a ripcord i can pull it so Okay. It's not out of the question. This Disney food blog, I'm going to make my own career off of her. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I have to say, everybody, another thing that's been great is the television came with the built-in YouTube situation, and I officially have signed in to YouTube on there because it did it through my phone. I don't know what my password is, but my phone remembers it. Because I think it's one of those crazy ones that Apple suggests with like FX nine A dash Flebelberfer seven nine four. I know this is like your dream. You can watch YouTube on our lovely not, television. I could always watch YouTube, but I could never sign in, uh, which was always the problem. So all my recommended videos and my things I had stopped watching, I could never pick up where I wanted you to. Can and quite frankly, all I've watched on this fancy new television <laughs> is YouTube. Has been YouTube. <laughs> so. Again, my husband is a 15-year-old boy. Well, as 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 illustrated last night <laughs> by me. Um a big baby. Also, Jen wrote in with a with a disagreement with you. Okay, that's Jen, that's fine. On We're the here best to hear breakfast in Disney World. Oh, okay. Hands down, it is the Ohana. It is Ohana at the Polynesian. Okay. Ohana is also AJ's choice. Now, I will say, I have we Dory and I have not been to Ohana, so continue. I'd like to hear about it from it has, someone who's normal. It has all the breakfast regulars, mm-hmm. eggs, Mickey waffles, sausage, potatoes, etc., served family style, plus pineapple coconut breakfast bread that is delicious. Ah. And you can't beat the view. I've gone, I've, I've, I've gone to places for just the bread, I, I, so I understand. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe next time we go, we should try out Ohana. I'm, I'm, suggestion noted, accepted. All right. This is from Chris. Yep. Dear Matt and Dory, last year Dory praised Matt's turkey. I don't know if you'll be podcasting in November. <laughs> I might be, yeah. So just in case you are not, can Matt share his turkey recipe? Oh, uh, we should flag this and do it closer to Thanksgiving. Okay. So I can gather everything. You know, look, guys, there's salt pork, there's cheesecloth. It is an ordeal, <laughs> but it's not so much of an ordeal. And uh, quite frankly, it's delicious. You're going to have yourself the juiciest, most delicious Mm -hmm. turkey of all time. So I would like everyone to tune in. Let's just let's say, well, let's knock it out. um, First week of November. We need to give people some time. So you, sir, name Chris, Chris, please email us back as we get closer to November. And I will do my November Matt Myra's Thanksgiving recipes. 
Oh. Yeah, it's going to be a good show. Um, maybe we should put that on YouTube. You know who Aaron Gibson had on, on um, or is having? Throwing Shade? On Throwing on Shade. On Throwing Shade. Who? Bridget from no. ATK. What? They're doing a show in Boston. It's going to be on. I am so jelly. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, okay. This is from... Oh, good old Lex. Let's hear it, Lex. Hey, guys. So, with me no longer being on the road and no longer needing to pester Matt, I wasn't sure I had anything to write in about. <laughs> but here goes. Uh-huh. First off, you have ruined my week off. I'm so sorry. I had to take the week off due to Beverly flying back to Sacramento for her grandmother's funeral. I couldn't really work 8 p.m. to 7 a.m. every night and expect a 13-year-old John to go to bed every night and get to school every day on his own. Mm -hmm. I had all sorts of projects, most assigned by my lovely bride, to accomplish while I had some downtime. Unfortunately, I decided, after hearing the two of you talking about it now and again, to give the Great British Baking Show a quick look. Oh, no, Lex. You have watched a lot of it. (laughs) I have this week clean slash fix slash organize absolutely nothing not to mention failing to do almost any schoolwork. i have however fallen in love with and binge nearly the entirety of a new tv show rumors of me being seen with tears in my eyes multiple times are greatly exaggerated Lex, also <laughs> i feel you buddy um with all the disney youtube talk i keep thinking about the fact that even though i lived in california from the age of eight until i was in my mid-40s including living in southern california for the entirety of the 90s i visited disney parks exactly twice oh my god I flew to Florida in the eighth grade to visit my grandparents and went to Epcot. That's where, one of the two. Where my lasting memory is buying a trinket, a barrel, I think, at the Canada Pavilion that said Canada on it, had a sticker on the bottom that said made in Taiwan and oh. that I'd flown to Florida to buy. That's funny. It was the next year, I think, 1986, that the family finally made the trip down from the Bay Area to go to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. As I remember, it was the Wednesday before Thanksgiving and supposedly... Oh, it would have been slammed. I'm not sure how I... I'm not sure now how I would have learned this. The busiest day they'd ever had at the park to that date. I remember that they had the park sectioned in half and that you couldn't cross over into the other part until someone else was coming back to your side. (laughs) And the waits for most rides were three to four hours. None of that mattered, however, because I'd gotten into a fight with my mother as we got there, stormed off, and being a petulant little 14-year-old metalhead, went and sulked in the Swiss Family Robinson treehouse for the entire day. Oh, my God. Eventually, I met back up with my family just in time to go on It's a Small World, which I quite oddly enjoyed, which I oddly quite enjoyed just as the park closed. I hope to take John to one of the parks at some point, but he is getting dangerously close to becoming a petulant 14-year-old himself. (laughs) Fingers crossed. I hope Dory is feeling somewhat better. Lex. P.S. I would be remiss if I didn't thank all the eggheads who decided to come over and give us a listen. Hope some of you stick around. Yeah, eggheads, go check it out if you didn't hear last my week. Lex. My friend Lex, the podcast. Uh, I was a guest on it, and uh, we had a lo- great conversation, and, had, and Dory popped in for a bit. Oh, and that reminds me, actually, I wanted to plug a new podcast that I'm on called That Moment. Yes. That I'm hosting. Um, it's only six episodes. It's very different from any podcast I've done uh, until now. It's more of like a radio show narrative style podcast with yeah. like reported segments and stuff but it's very cool very good um check it out it's called that moment and it's hosted by yours truly we should put that in the rundown for next week so we have it to, yeah to actually plug yeah 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 because people have tuned out once they once lex has signed off they're gone mm. they're like i don't need i don't need you anything else right. lex is the grand finale but mm. that's wrong because the real grand finale is all of you patrons out there uh, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. Huge thank you to everybody who is supporting us there. 
If you support us at the $5 level and above, you get your name read on the podcast each and every month. And you also get the back catalog of Patreon episodes. There's two still coming out this month. Uh, probably what's going to happen is you'll get an update from Dory and I are going to the OB on Tuesday of this week. So you'll probably get an update before, not probably, you're going to get an update before the rest of the podcast family does because the Patreoners are our true family. Uh, thank you to all the new supporters. You get your name read on next month's episode. And uh, parenthetically, Dory still says we're trying to read these faster. So thank you. And here's your shout out. Alex Mascaro, Alexander Faye, Alexandra Faye, uh, Allie, that's Charlie's mom, Allie Morin, Allison St. Louis, Amanda Lancas- Lanceter, that's the name, Amanda Schramm, Amy Bondson, Andrea, Ann Kay, Anna Appleton Clayton, Anna Worley, Ann Vincent, Ann Quinn, Anonymous is there twice, April Patrick, Abigail uh, is not a name that's on here, <laughs> Ashley uh, Wager, Bertha Crowley, uh, Brenna Mulvaney, Brooke McIntyre, Brian Gusky, Carolyn, Cassie Joe, Catherine Field, Chadwin, Christina, Claudia Berger, Clay Lenoir, Lenoir? I'll say Lenoir. Carrie Woods, Dana Larick, Danny Cove, Danielle Nusiforo, Dean Wilson, Deanna McLean, Eliza, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Brandt, Ellen, Elliot Anya, uh, Emma Summer, that's a good name, Esty, Francesca Fiore, well, that's a great name, too. Gita Drury, Greer Watson, Gun Lise Hagus, hang on, Hagastul, Hagastul? Yeah, sure. Uh, Gun, I'm sorry, I messed that up. Uh, Holly Purpura, Jay Mitchell, Jackie Spagnuolo, Spagnuolo, I mean, come on, Matt, you've read that name a few times, why can't you get it? Jane Callahan, Jane Ennis, Jane Colati, Jeff and Marine, Jennifer Bosch. Jennifer Marr, Jennifer Simon, Jennifer T. Brennan, Jennifer Wang, Jenny Fick, Jenny Gagas, Jessica DeKemper, Jessica Zimbelman, Jordan Hamesley, and Joyce Hudson rounding out the elite Patreon supporters. Thank you all so much thank for being you, with thank us. Thank you, thank you. Dory has just returned from a nausea cracker break to tell us all thank you. And uh, we will see you next week on Matt and Dory's Excelente Adventuroso. Bye. Baby, let's go. Where we do you go? Oh, go, go, baby, go, baby, go, baby, go, baby, go.